Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the WMI podcast. This week I have Banks Helfrick on. Banks is a fascinating dude. Um, he is a director. He has seven or eight movies on Amazon. He um, is a writer. He wrote those movies. Um, he's a performer. He's a former clown. That is pretty cool. Um, he curates the No Assumptions Civil Discourse Dance Party. And that's where I met him. Um, I was I saw the show at Timaquah a few weeks ago when we were allowed to gather in groups of more than 10 people. Um, and the idea is that he has two panelists up there and they debate a subject. And if things get heated, they have to dance. And, yeah, you heard me correctly. Dance. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It's it's a really cool idea. A really cool way to, uh, like, um, lighten the mood, so to speak. So, and audience participation is encouraged but not mandatory. But the panelists do have to dance. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I highly suggest going and seeing this in person. But I will share a video um, that was shot from the night that I was there. Um, it was a lot of it was really cool, and we talk about that particular um, performance in the episode. Um, so yeah, um, it was a lot of fun having Banks on. He's a really cool guy, a really interesting guy. Uh, what else is going on other than coronavirus? Nothing. Um, the cats are good. Lucian is driving Sid crazy, which is normal. He's a kitten. Um, and Sid did that to Zoe when Sid was a kitten. And she was a year old. Um, so maybe it's payback. Who knows? Uh, I'm working more because Publix is considered a essential company uh, business. So I'm working a little more. They're giving us a little more hours and all that stuff. Um, that's about it. I mean, it's it's a crazy time to be alive right now. And we all just have to, like, work it out and practice all the different things like social distancing and stuff like that that the CDC recommends um, we're all in this together we have to we're not getting away from it um, it's affecting the world so we should all like just treat each other with respect and take care of each other and I mean nobody's got the upper hand on this thing you know um yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, what else is going on? Not much more than that. Uh, so I will hand it off and get into the episode. Um, if you guys could, do me a favor. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, um, give it a review rate it 
subscribe that would mean a lot to me i it'll give me more listeners and i would do this if i didn't have a lot of listeners which i don't have a lot of listeners but i would do this if like nobody was listening um but knowing that you guys are listening and hearing what you guys have to say about the podcast that's always a nice thing for me so uh if you would go to apple podcasts and rate review and subscribe that would be really cool so uh oh yeah the these podcasts these episodes that i'm doing lately i took some an idea from the late night hosts and i had the guests choose a charity to promote during the episode um the late night hosts are doing the same thing and i think it's a really cool idea um and Banks's charity that he chose was the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida. Um, my charities, I'm trying to keep them local. So um, he chose the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida. And that's really cool. I like that he chose them. We talk about it in the episode. So uh, I'll, I'll share a link to their website in the notes section and I'll probably put a donate button up on Facebook. That's about it. Um, I'm going to hand it off and get into it. So give it up for Banks Helfrick. This quality deserves to be played in the most sophisticated. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, hey, man. Um, I'm I'm happy to be talking to you about this. Awesome. Um, so let me start with a little bit of background um, for the listeners, because a lot of this, a lot of your information is on your website. And how do you say your name again? Your last name? Hell Frick. Hell Frick. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's spelled with a C-H, but it's, it's pronounced with a K. So gotcha. Hell Frick. Gotcha. Hell Frick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, BanksHellFrick.com. That's where I'm at yeah. right now. Um, but uh, like you have a growing boulder on uh, interview on there. That's pretty cool. And it talks about a little bit of your background. But for my listeners... Um, tell me a little bit about your background. Wow. Um, where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, wow. So I've had a few lives. Okay. And I'm only talking about this one right now that I'm in. Um, (laughs) so where, where do we begin? Um, Man, whenever I do Jiggle Man, okay. it's, it's a reincarnation of Harpo. That's cool. And so, so those two uh, influenced me quite a bit I've as far of, as performing wise. I've heard of Bill Irwin, and of course, I've heard of um, Harpo Marx. So that's cool. I've I've seen some of Bill Irwin's stuff online. Um, right, right. Uh, he did a show called Regard of Flight. Okay. And and it was just. 
avant-garde, fascinating, you know, using his it. body and technology. So Avant-garde is a good way to put a lot of the stuff that I've seen of yours. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I just like I just like things like that. Like um, when you were doing No Assumptions, I was I was it was really cool because like you didn't have control of the conversation, but you did have control of the whole situation. Right. Oh, wow. And and you have to I think I think as a performer, you have to be able to be real quick as far as like um recognizing things that are happening and being able to either diffuse or make a situation better like a lot of comedians will will say like you uh if something gets a big laugh they'll just keep like um just keep on that for a little while to keep it going you know what i mean because you never know where it's gonna right. end up so it makes sense but like when with your no assumptions thing it was like it was like without knowing what they were going to talk about, you knew what they were going to talk about. You know what I mean? And I really liked well, that. I thought that was really interesting. Wow. Jeez. Um, I, 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 it's total, well, it's not total improv because mm -hmm. I have vetted the, the panelists ahead of time. And I know that we're going to talk about different subjects. Right. And if they, those subjects go into a different um tangent i'm going to either go with it or bring it back okay. all all i'm doing is shepherding and it's it's improvisation i mean it's what yeah. you and i are doing right now we're talking you're asking questions we're going right. back and forth with with no assumptions yeah i had to be on my toes because i i, I one i didn't want it to get out of line and even okay. or out of line out, out of control if it gets out of control it doesn't work or we we do we're dancing the whole time yeah Right. Um, you, know, you know, for your listeners, the, no assumptions is basically two people with differing views on abortion or gun laws or anything policy oriented, mm -hmm. not po not politics. And when it gets heated or turn on the music and we dance and then we sit back down, we pick up where we left off. So, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I'm trying to walk that fine line of let's create some tension, drama. Okay. I mean, this is it's a theatrical piece. Yeah. Create some drama to the point where we're about ready to put on the gloves and then instead of putting on the gloves we put on our dancing shoes and we dance i love it it was a lot of yeah. fun to participate in that have you done those before or was uh, i have yeah i yeah. think that was the fourth one that i've done uh this okay. year at the winter park library every other month okay. uh, we we have one set up we did have to cancel this this past one. However, I think our next one is May. Okay. April. Yeah, May. Awesome. Uh, then then it's every other month. So it's May, July, September, something like like that. Uh, and it's on the the Winter Park um, Library calendar. And what what made you come up with the idea of no assumptions? Um. So I I don't know if I told this story at the beginning of no assumptions at the the White House when you were there. Mm. Uh, Tim McQuaw. I feel humbly that I can speak to anybody, you, mm -hmm. Jeff, included, and you and I can connect at some sort of level. Y okay. You are going to impart on me something, and I feel that way about everybody. Same here. And I met this woman maybe in her 30s, and her energy, her frequency, and her vibration was much different than mine at the time, and I, I couldn't – we were just not jiving. And yeah, 20 right. minutes into it, maybe a drink later, 
she asked me, she says, what is your problem? And it wasn't personal. It was, what is your problem as far as, what is your problem in the world? Gotcha. And she said, once you identify your problem, find your problem, do not fall in love with the solutions. Fall in love with the problem and the solutions will come. Lo and behold, she had me thinking. In fact, I, t I tell this story like every month practically uh, when mm -hmm. people ask about no assumptions. I thought, wait a minute. My issue, my problem I have is we live in a polarized world. Okay. What can I do to make people come together and to look at each other as humans and maybe create a little uh, humanity, maybe create a bigger Venn diagram of humanity? And so I, I started tossing this idea about getting people together at different uh, viewpoints and having them argue and then what's going to happen, have art, some sort of art happen to calm them down. And then a friend of mine said, well, why don't you have them dance? And I just was like, that's a great idea. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course dance. I mean, what, uh, the other thing was to watch dancers or to watch art or watch theater or watch, you know, and then I thought, no, they have to participate. They have to be in it. I love that. And from, from there, I, you know, I created a little bit more of a structure and more people got, you know, I got, I got it to the point where I can have one panelist and the audience is a panel. And I can have two panelists. Um, and then, and then at the White House, when you saw it, the last woman that came up, my my last guest, let, didn't didn't come, and I had to improvise. And yeah. she, lo and behold, this woman came up, and she gave a whole different viewpoint on on abortion, and it was it was wonderful. I mean, it I was loved really it. It fascinating. was fascinating. Like, when anything like that happens, yeah, when anything like that happens, I'm totally moved by it, because and and Jeff, mind you, I I there. I have a lot of control. Uh, I try to control the atmosphere to okay. make sure that we do not go beyond. We do not get to the point where we are punching each other. Right. Uh, and when I approached the idea to the library, they were very reticent about it. They 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 were like, "Well, Banks, I don't know if you know, you know, how, how are you going to do this?" And after the first, they, they saw the first one and it worked out real well. The first one was tame. I mean, I kept okay. people just really dancing all the time yeah and um then from there um i i think the last one you saw maybe that one was the most contentious of the one before uh, i had yeah. audience members that were like yelling stuff up and i was like oh, okay wow. time to dance boom that's cool um yeah there yeah. were a few times where i was like i was like ooh, you know a little not like not like worried but like a little cringy moments there you know because there was that 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 section and I'll post the video later so people can see what I'm talking about. Um, there was that moment where they were like, well, why do you have two white guys talking about abortion? And I was like, right. I was like, Ooh, that is a little like, like that always comes up when people are talking about abortion. And then, and then lo and behold that your last uh, speaker didn't come up. I mean, didn't, didn't show up. So, the lady, I think it was the same lady that brought that up, was like, "Well, let me let me be the woman to represent the conversation." She was. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I mean, she, she was. had a viewpoint that was yeah. totally different. Um, I, I am looking for people first and foremost mm -hmm. with differing opinions. Yeah. Uh, male, female, gender, male, female. I know the optics if there's two men in there up there. Yeah. Uh, I understand the optic optics. However, to be fair, I 
I want to find two people of differing opinions and then and then go from there. Right. Black, white, whatever color, whatever nationality, whatever ethnic group, whatever religion, just looking at them as people first. Right. And this is something that um, a blind person told me. They said, I'm a person who is blind. I am not a blind person. Blind meaning uh, oh, okay. they, like they identify with that. So I thought, okay, so I, I need to find people. And well, then... You... As far as as far as abortion goes, um, you kind of found two different people for that conversation: an anthropologist and a pastor. Like those were, those were like the perfect, like two people to have that discussion. It was really interesting, and um, like not to give too much away, but it was almost like you knew where one side was gonna fall. And, but at the same time, you still had an interesting dynamic, which was the audience that really helps a conversation like that when you have that audience participation, you know, because a lot of us will know where a pastor will fall when it comes to abortion, but then you throw in an audience member like the female at the end, and I wasn't expecting what she was going to say. So it was like it was like an amazing, perfect little situation there. I just it love was. stuff like that. Yeah, um, and and to allow things like that to happen, you. Pl- I'm going to use a metaphor. You plant okay. a garden, and mm-hmm. and if you have the right soil and nutrients and water, it's it's going to grow. And. I try to plant a garden so that things grow, so that people are trusting they know it's going to be fun they know that they're not going to be yeah like they get positive out of it you yeah. know people are going to disagree I, I don't know if you noticed at the end of of that show there were clumps of people just talking about the same topics we were talking about on stage yeah, I did it, notice was, that. it was really cool it and... was i was like this is i mean i i create a a, a, a function mm-hmm. uh, uh, happening and then i hope that People go and, and they they create theirs too. I, I really like to what I do, and, and this is something I do with all of my stuff. And I'm getting mm-hmm. I'm getting into my philosophical sorry, no, and that is fine. at this moment I want to bring people together. Yeah. And and create community, and then let this community grow. I love that. And and and. I'm 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 doing a lot of farming now. I'm spending a lot of time outside. I'm tending to all my vegetables and my fruit trees and stuff. And I love to see it grow. I mean, when I'm when I'm out there and I see a new leaf, I'm like, that's so cool. Sad. Have you so, ever like um, done anything like this, like no assumptions before? Hold on one second. My volume just went up because my cat stepped on the mixer. <laughs> I've been watching your cat in the back there. Yeah, he's he's not doing his job too well. I said he's my intern and he's not doing his job. So <laughs> yeah, right. But um, have you ever like hosted anything like this before? Or, I mean, not like I mean, this is a very unique thing. I've never heard of this before. No assumptions. But have you ever hosted a discussion or a panel or anything like that before? Um, no. I, um, the precursor to this uh, is something 
thing which is going on right now. It's called Black Cow Jumps, Orlando's Experimental Theater Project. Okay. And I've been doing it for about three and a half years, mainly at the Winter Park Library. And okay. it is, what is this? Um, it is improv um, done in a in a reality based setting. Okay. Um, it's improv, not for performance. It's improv for reality of reality, not of performance. So, so it's not comedy oriented. It's not drama oriented. It's reality oriented. So. Uh, let me give you just a brief okay. little bit on it. And I I go out and I find either actors or real people, and usually I have like four, four of us. We come up with a theme of a show. Sometimes there are real people that come up to me after the show and say, I want to do this. Oh, cool. The show is based on a theme. In okay. February, it was love. Four jumpers are called. I don't, they're not actors. They're performers. Mm-hmm. Um, Four jumpers, we create about 12 vignettes. The vignettes deal with love, and it usually tells a story. That we have like a vignette at seven minutes, and it's leading to the next vignette, which leads to the next. So we're, we're kind of creating an improvisational theater production with a storyline. There is definitely a narrative. The, the beginning of the show starts with me asking the audience if someone wants to come up and create something with me from nothing, which means um, it's got to be somebody I do not know and someone who is willing to say, I want to do this because I do not ask them. I do not pull anybody up. It's totally up to them. The person and I sit down and we create something which deals with the theme of the show. So like this one in February, we talked about love and I, she tell me about what she thought about love. And I asked her if I could, look into her eyes for a minute without talking. And, and you, oh, wow. we, we experiment with what it means to be close to someone, to create a, create a relationship, talk about and, – and, and, and this is extemporaneous for me. I, I, mm-hmm. I have not set up what I'm going to talk about. I've only thought whatever she gives me, I'm going to take and we're going to play with it. He or she. He or she. So the, the show – comes to an end at the end of, uh, it's usually about 90 minutes long, and then each one of the jumpers states their name, and they state what they are or what they do in life. You know, I'm, um, hi, my name is Banks Helfrich. I'm the curator of No Assumptions. I'm also the curator of Blackout Jumps, and um, I, I'm a compulsive flosser. <laughs> um, you know, we, we just say things about, yeah. about ourselves. So each one of them says that. I, we have mothers. We have realtors. We have... Um, business women, businessmen, we have uh, filmmakers. The great thing is that afterwards people will come up to me and say, I want to do this. And I'm like, let's go have coffee. Let's go sit down. Let's talk. Let's see if you really want to do this. Because you have to be vulnerable. You have to be Mm -hmm. on stage talking about stuff that's within a month of your life or with something that's happened in your life. We we don't like to reap. We don't want to create something from nothing. We want to create something from our experiences. I got you. There we go. I got you. That's so, really cool. I and this I is call a real theater. And this is like a part of. I mean, a offshoot of that almost. The no assumptions is kind of an offshoot of that. 
Right, right. I just I decided um, in in blackout jumps we don't talk uh, about religion or politics at all. Mm-hmm. In no assumptions, we talk policy, we talk religion, we talk about the stuff that I I, I decline. I, gotcha. I I do not want to jump into. We do. I mean, in um, uh, in blackout jumps, we do talk sex. I mean, we I mean this is adult. We 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 use adult language. Okay. The library is totally open to it. Uh, we talk about relationships we talk about people so yeah that's really cool um so when when you're how much of your topics come from just things you're interested in and how much of it comes from like things that are going on at the moment like if you had one tomorrow would you be talking about the epidemic would you have someone on there that was an expert on um infectious diseases or things like that like how would how do you come up with the topics you talk about um i any policy issue in our life right now Mm -hmm. uh, is is open for discussion that's the way i look at it and i will sit down with a panelist i will ask a panelist if you know, if, if they're interested, then we sit down, we talk. And I, I ask them, this is the question I ask them, what are you passionate about now in, in the world? Okay. You know, I'm passionate about gun c- control or gun rights or gotcha. the, the, the virus or abortion. And I, I then, whatever they're passionate about, I then ask them questions and I, they fill me in on how they believe and why they believe the way they believe. And those are the time, then I'm fine. Then I'm looking for someone that will counter that. Gotcha. Now I need to find somebody that is this way or, or to the left of him or the right. And I, I, I would, I, I, at some point I would love to have no assumptions where the last two panelists or possibly audience panelists mm-hmm. come up and we talk about what is happening that day. Oh yeah. That what is your view cool. on what is happening? I mean, it's it, it's so pertinent yeah. and real and right now, which makes it uh, so much more impactful, I think, to the audience because it's like, oh, I heard that on the radio like ten minutes ago or an hour ago. Yeah, that would be um, really cool. Maybe like a a um, reporter or something. You know what I mean? Someone who who yeah. kind of has a finger on the pulse of things that are happening. Like right, right. And, and you, you do know, Jeff. the The idea is for people to to express their opinions and why they believe that way. That's that. I mean, I am so interested in the why that it it, it that that is the reason why I do know assumptions is because I want to know why they believe the way they believe. I believe this way because of I was raised this way, or I've seen this way, or or the Bible tells me this, or or, or you know, my mom taught me this or I think that's morally that's the way it should be. So so that I mean that's I love the whys. Me too. It's you, funny you, you say that cuz like I'm the exact same way and a lot of times I'll find myself um like just being like well like the gun control thing I'm like well why does this person like interpret the second amendment this way and I interpret it this way? Am I missing something? And I, I'll go down a loophole of research and like reading documents from all over 
the time the history of the u.s and learning things i never knew about before and like your audience members will do the same whenever you're um talking about something that uh someone might not think about you know what i mean like like a lot of the audience audience members would never think about what someone will bring up because they don't look at it that way <laughs> and the right the other panelist doesn't look at it that way either and i love that idea and like a lot of times i'm like i think to myself i'm like but why do i look at things that way too you know what i mean it's like it's an internal dialogue that i have with myself all the time about like why do i care about the why and things like that you know what i mean it's so weird but it, it I'm, i know exactly where you're coming from there and i think a lot of a lot of questions like why and i think just questions in general will lead to a lot of things that a lot of new new ideas yeah Jeff, hold on yeah alexa volume zero <laughs> no it's fine um but i think um just questions in general instead of just sticking to well this is what i heard or this is what i read instead just asking a question will lead to so many different avenues that you would never ex expect before you know what i mean Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel the only way we're going to get together, get us all together, is that we have to talk. We have to talk. And if, if, we, if we stop talking to each other, uh, we have two different camps. The other thing I believe is that the, the power of us together, mm -hmm. I think, is bigger and stronger than the power of us separated. I like that. So, so, so when we do come together, that, that, that I just feel like it's more powerful. It's more, uh, it, it also, it empowers people. I don't know if you saw this in, in no assumptions, the people on stage, the people in the audience were empowered. Yeah, they, they, they were. Wanted, they, you could see this like seething, like, I've got to talk. I've got to say this. Please let me say, I want to say this. I know from, um, Eileen, the, um, uh, the mother of Benoit, the, not the mother, the, the wife of Benoit. Mm -hmm. She was like, pick me, pick me, pick yeah. me. It empowers people to, to come together and to share instead of like pushes them away. Um, yeah. I love that. Um, and it's funny cause I was thinking about that whenever Eileen was, was saying that I was like, I was like, wow, that's interesting that she's kind of a host. You know what I mean? And she's, she's still chiming in. Like everybody has their own little ideas and their own little things that they have to say about it. Like there were so many times where I wanted to say something, but I'm, I'm not one to talk up in big groups of people. Like I do this podcast because I do find people interesting, but I'm more of a one-on-one -on -one type person. You know what I mean? Right. But right. I, yeah. I, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, oh man, what about this? And what about that? You know what I mean? So like, it's, I, I like, I like when, like you said, talking about it is important. And, um, I think you're kind of, um, making that happen, making your idea and your, your philosophy about 
like we have to talk about these things you're making it happen by doing these no assumptions shows and that's really cool it's like it's like i'm an artist so it's kind of like me having an idea an idea for a painting and then doing it <laughs> right right it's very similar yeah. to that to as a as a creative what you're doing is taking what's in your brain mm -hmm. and and getting it out into the world and you know, I, I was a comedian, stand comedian for five years, and one out of ten of my jokes were good enough to get on stage. Yeah. So most of the stuff that I'm getting out is like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. If can connect. <laughs> right now, all all I'm creating is ways to make people connect, ways to I bring people that. together, ways to, you know, that that they see that we're all the same. I mean, yeah. we are. But you're so. you're also a writer and a director. You've directed how many movies now? Uh, nine, nine, nine feature movies. films. Wow, that's really cool. And um, yeah, um, so like a lot of your creativity, I'm sure, goes through the lens, so to speak, of the camera and getting out um, like different ideas through the different characters and things like that is almost an, another way of doing that too. Right. Like I'm yeah. always, I'm always, I'm always fascinated by writers that can write so many different characters. Like, it's really cool when you really think about it. It's like they're getting in the head of someone they've nobody's ever known before. And it's just this character in their head and they have to look and write and create this person. Um, Hold on one second. Do you find yourself, do you find it easy to do stuff like that? Like, I, I, I imagine, like, not necessarily easy, but I'm sure it comes pretty swiftly when, when you get started, right? Like, because you do seem like the type of person where you have a very clear understanding of where you want to go with something when you, when you have the idea. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I I shot a film one time and I had no, I, I had an ending and I hated the ending and I went ahead and shot the film anyway. The ending did not end up being the ending that, that I wanted. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, my, my idea, I mean, and, and in film, the best thing to do is make sure you have an ending. If, if you don't, okay. it, it, you muddle through it. Any, anyway, uh, besides that, I... Once I find out what I'm trying to say or do, mm -hmm. what, once I, I have to make the decision, and making the decision is the toughest thing. It's okay. like, I've got to, I've got to go, and the, and the woman has to slap me. I, I, what, I, I'm just making that example. I got you, I got you. So, so it's making the decision, which, which is what makes it for me to be able to go on. Now, I, I have done films and I kind of know the structure I know how to get them you know and I I'm now to a point where I'm creating here's something that I was supposed to do uh, this Saturday which mm -hmm. we're not doing this Saturday we're gonna probably move it until May or October and it is taking black cow jumps which okay. is improv and making it uh, a film at mm -hmm. a location where a party is taking place with like 200 extras at a party and the extras know that a, that a film is happening and it's a one shot 
which means it's a 75-minute film, one shot. So we're not cutting. It's That's really one cool. camera moving around. Um, it's a it's an idea that uh, Matt Umbers uh, and I put together. We were going to do it, um, like I said, Saturday. However, it's been postponed. And it is taking film, and it's taking the theater of improv. Mm-hmm. Now, th- there is a structure. I mean, I've I, I sat down. I have 25 three-minute scenes, which makes it a 75-minute gotcha. film. And I know that this scene, these two people are in. And this scene, you know, this has to happen. And everybody knows um, – I'll have roughly 15 jumpers, so 15 actors, oh, wow. 200 extras, uh, a cameraman, a sound guy, and then five PAs that get everybody, you know, everybody knows where to go. Here's the great thing about it. We're going to shoot it and we're going to project it so the audience, the, the people at the party can watch what's going on. They're not going to be able to hear it. They can watch it. Oh, interesting. Or they can stay, stay behind the cameraman, which is a handheld cameraman. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're going to watch it from there. Uh, and then at the end, we hope to put at least five minutes together and they can see the first five minutes of the film. Oh, that's really cool. So it's a, uh, that was a crazy idea I had. And I, the more I talked to people, the more my, my DP said, the director of photography said, I can do that. We can make that happen. Oh, wow, uh, that's cool. So, um, so, so yeah. It, that that you have to have a structure. Yeah. Uh, in 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 film now you have to have structure. In 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 my theatrical no assumptions and um, and blackout jumps, there there is space where we don't know where it's going to go. I mean mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know when when we're going to dance. Um, I I kind of have an idea. I know we did dance at the beginning, so everybody knows how to dance. Or okay. that, when the music starts, that's you know Pavlov's dogs. You get them. The music started and they're dancing. Um, that's a that's a good thing to kind of like make everybody a little more comfortable too. I think like to have them dance right at the beginning, because it's like, it's like you're, it's almost like you're training them. You're like, Hey, this is how it's going to happen. This is what it's going to be like. And then once the show gets started, everybody's like, Oh, I know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't, on. I don't dance, but I was stood up and was, jiggling or whatever <laughs> whatever you want to call the dancing that i was doing you know what i mean right. so yeah i would have never like been like i i probably wouldn't have stood up and danced during the show if you hadn't started it that way and i i'm sure oh. a lot of other people feel that way too because huh yeah i'm not sure if, if that ever crossed your mind but I, like i don't dance so it's like i probably wouldn't have got up and danced if you didn't start it out that way so. Right, right, and 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 you know, there's no fast rule that everybody has to dance. Only the people that want to dance. Now, the yeah. panelists know that they they have to dance. If <laughs> I, I have them on stage, they have to dance. That's and, funny. Um, I'm like, all right. <laughs> they said yes. The, I think one one of the last times I went to a club and I danced on the floor, I I just I wasn't really dancing because I don't dance. <laughs> And and uh, the one of the people on the floor was like that that little bald man's having a night of his life, and I was like, I'm not, I'm done, I'm not dancing ever again. <laughs> like I just jiggle, I think is is what I call it now. Like I just jiggle, bob my head or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I I never started dancing until about three years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not dance in a club or anything. 
And uh, three years ago, I was like, life is too short to not. Uh, and now, whenever I hear music, I have to, and I have to dance. I mean, I'm going to move to whatever the music is. Um, oh, I move during music it, when I'm by myself, well, for well, sure. You, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you see what I do. I mean, yeah. I'm all over the place when I <laughs> yeah. dance, and it's crazy. And then I'm on a chair, and then and the music goes off, and we're down. We're like focused on what we're supposed to do. Well, talking. Um, yeah. Have you, have you had any influences as far as like, um, these civil discourse shows and black cow jumps? Have you had any influences as far as that goes? Cause you talked about your, um, comedic influences, but like, like I have influences for the podcast. You know what I mean? Do you mm -hmm. have any influences as far as like how you go about um, curating one of these shows? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Black Cow Jumps uh, came out of uh, Living Room Theater, which was four years ago. I was with uh, a trio. There were three of us. And we did, we did living room shows, vignettes, uh, not not based on a theme, usually mm. just based on whatever we wanted to to do. And it was improv. It was it was improv. Okay. It was structured improv. Um, I took that and created Black Cow Jumps, and the influence of Black Cow Jumps. I mean, I'll hear someone say something to me like, "Hey, in Germany they're doing this super cool. You go through actually in New York they're doing this stuff's happening in." in the the room like actors are happening and you can follow the actors around into other yeah. rooms and and I thought wow that'd be pretty cool so I, I listen to other people that tell me about what what's out there as far as pushing gotcha. the envelope on theater how can you make theater not uh, beyond j just sitting and watching what if and, and Blackout Jumps is this what if and this is what I, I, I'm trying to do, is what if the audience sits there and thinks to themselves or says to whoever they're with, is this real or <laughs> are, they, are they performing? And that's where I'm, I, I would really love like to that. get to the point. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking to do something like um, to, to, to make it, it – the, the control is that Here's the thing. The audience sits back, watches. I want them to think to themselves, is this real or is this, are they performing? Mm -hmm. If I can get them to that point, I'm not, I'm not going to go over into the, the realm of pulling them on stage or hitting, having them be a part of it. Gotcha. However, how far can Black Cow Jumps go? Can, as an audience, as a, as a performer, stand behind the, per, the audience sit next to the audience, mm -hmm. you know, put, take my jacket off and put it on the chair next to the audience. So, so that the audience is almost the, no, the audience is the audience is the stage. That's they great. are the props in the stage. They are, I mean, we don't move them around. We don't, we don't take, I mean, they are the only there to be in very close proximity of what's happening on stage, which they are on the stage. That's actually. really cool. And that was, one of the, that was one of the ideas I had. I had, what if the audience was on the stage and the performers were in the, uh, in, in the chairs, like the, the well, yeah, 
the audience is no, they were in the audience. Yeah. I was just trying to switch it around. Yeah, that's really cool though. Um, I was listening to a fairly well-known actor. I forget his name. Um, on a podcast, and he was talking about some of his theater experiences, and one of the things that he talked about was they actually had the bar on the stage like the actual bar it wasn't a prop so if you wanted a drink you had to go up on stage and you sat at the bar during the performance <laughs> and you were right. part of the performance and I, I just thought that was really cool and I I have to be honest I haven't seen a lot of theater but when I hear things like that I'm like man I want to go and see something like that I want to go be part of something like that you know what I mean Right, um, right. And I think um, I think so a lot of people feel the same way about theater is like almost like a I don't want to sit there for an hour and a half and just watch these this these people act out a performance. I think a lot of people like me and I do like watching things like that. I have seen things like that and I love it. But at the same time, I want to I I am fascinated by things like that. And I think a lot of people would get a lot more out of things like that. So like what you're talking about is like perfect for, for people that don't necessarily understand theater that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't understand that it's more than just a lot of times it is more than just actors up on a stage talking through a chair or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I want to push the envelope. That's that's what I'm. That that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and I I I I feel like theater like that could be the future of a lot of theater, a lot of popular theater, where like you're, because today everybody's attention span is so short. Everything is so like immediate that you almost want to be part of something like that. It almost like will keep the the production going. It would almost keep people's interest in the production going more if you are part of that production. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So Yeah. I think what you're doing with no assumptions and black cow jumps is um, the future of theater. If you ask me, <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff. You're Appreciate welcome. Um, yeah. So I, I've been doing these from home for a little while because my living situation changed a little bit. And, but I've been watching these late night guys and they all, are doing their shows from home and their guests and themselves are promoting a charity and I asked you to do the same thing so what's the charity the charity you um, are supporting is the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida um, yes yes that's really cool that you would choose that charity is there a reason in particular that you chose that one yes um, first and foremost I love Down syndrome people. Yeah. I feel they are so happy. <laughs> I, yeah, I rarely absolutely. come across one who is, who is upset or mad or I, I, I them. 
Mm-hmm. They, 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 um, they, they're people. That, uh, you know what? They bring me joy. They me bring too. me joy. So uh, a few years back, the Down Syndrome Association contacted me and said, "Hey, would you come and do a Halloween show, Jiggle Man Halloween show for him?" And um, I said, "Sure." And that led to the next year, which led to the next year, oh, the next nice. year, and they, whenever they want me, I'm I'm there to perform free, and I give away my time, my. Uh, I, I have balloons that I give away too. Nice. <laughs> Anything that they need, I, I give it to them. I, I, I just love to be around those uh, those kind of people, um, always full of joy. And you know what else they are? I feel like they are always like so present. They're so there. You're right. You're rarely, right. Rarely, yeah. Rarely are they. You know, if I can talk, they're like right with me. They want to talk. They want 